Alrighty, folks, welcome back to another episode of the Deer Gear Podcast. Today, I am joined by Casey Vandergraaf from Prime Archery. Casey is the creative director over at Prime and everything that you see around a bow launch from Prime all the way to the decals on the bow are Casey's design. So it was really cool to sit down with him to discuss the all new Prime RevX line. Prime goes for a stable and accurate bow platform and Chad and Jake have been shooting Prime bows here at Exodus for the last few years and are loving them. I personally have not shot a Prime bow, but I was excited to sit down with Casey and learn more about Prime as a brand, what they're striving for, what the mission of Prime is, and what the shooting experience is with a Prime bow. So if you're interested in hearing about the new Prime RevX line, looking for a new bow manufacturer and a new product, the Prime RevX is definitely something to look into. I'm going to go shoot it at my local dealer here this weekend. So I'm excited to see how that bow holds and feels. Not a ton of housekeeping here to do with Exodus. I hope you guys are enjoying all the content that we are putting out. And if you guys haven't yet, please make sure you're signed up for the email newsletter so you don't miss any inventory updates or sales that we have. We just had the biggest sale in Exodus history. So if you miss that, I feel bad for you. But you still have an opportunity to grab some industry leading cell cameras and guys right now is a good time to be tinkering with your bow setup for next year. So if you're tagged out and you're looking to change some things up with your bow setup, it is bow release time. Everyone's excited about getting a new bow. Well, you get a new bow, you want to grab some new arrows, make sure you're checking out the Exodus MMT tailor built hunting arrows absolutely dynamite arrows and if you guys have been following this podcast you know all about the technology and science behind them with that being said guys let's get into the podcast with casey vandergraaf from prime hope you guys enjoy it have a great weekend and let's go all right everyone welcome back to another episode of the deer gear podcast Today, I am joined by Mr. Casey Vandergraaf, Michigan native, moved to the great state of Iowa. Good for you, brother. If you guys are familiar with the Exodus podcast, the artwork for the Exodus podcast, Casey is the man behind the artwork, uh, the Exodus scrape tee. That is his design. So Casey, thank you for joining me today. How's it going, man? It's going well. It's going well. How are you guys? Doing good, man. It's uh, December here, so the the hectic time for me personally is behind us, and the hectic time for you is is still in full force. Uh, Prime just released the new RevX line, so that's super exciting. Congrats on that. Yeah, thank you. No, it's yeah, it's a busy time of year for us. Um, unfortunately, it's uh, peak whitetail season. Not sure 100% why boat companies launch this time of year, but. Uh, yeah, it's our, it's our busiest time of year and we're still trying to chase whitetails. So it's just, um, I mean, we take this time and we, our wives are blessings to, to let us do what we're doing right now, but it's, um, yeah, it's a busy time of year. Oh yeah. With, with that being said, it's 4 PM on December 8th on a, uh, a cold day. So thank you for taking an hour out of your day to giving up a hunt for, for this. I really appreciate it. No problem, man. So um, for everyone listening, give everyone kind of the, the baseball card, so to speak, of who Casey Vandergraaf is and your prime there with roll or roll with prime. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, I'm Casey Vandergraff. I grew up in Michigan, um, just moved to Iowa, and um, I've been working for Prime for, I think, six years now. Um, and I started out as a graphic design intern. Um, and then it's a small company, so we kind of have a lot of hats that we wear around. But my primary role right now is our creative director. Um, so I handle all of all of the creative, the um, I mean, pretty much anything visually you see when it comes to a launch and when it comes to the badging on the bow, the logo, um, all of that kind of stuff. So that's kind of my primary role. But we have I mean, there's so much that goes into a brand like this. So um, we're forced to wear a lot of hats and, and it, it's fun, though. It keeps it. I mean, no days, the, no days is the same. So it's it's fun. Sure. Yeah. I mean, very similar role. My title as well as creative director. So um, I, I understand where you're coming from there. So Prime, um, G5 Prime, who is Prime as a bow manufacturer? So Prime, um, so I guess we can kind of go into like the history, just a little bit of kind of where Prime started. But um, so we, we are an engineering company. It's actually called Grace Engineering is our, the head of our company. And that started 50 plus years ago um uh by a guy named Lou Grace and as he progressed he was a big he was a big deer hunter um and that's how G5 started so we we gained our all of our knowledge in precise engineering so he made a bunch of medical tools we made uh firing pins and like all of this really tight tolerance machine work um and then he kind of after that he kind of just took his passions and rolled with that so that's where G5 started with the broadheads um, and we've been making those for, I want to say it's 25 years now. Um, so we've been at that for quite a while and we machine bows for other companies and we kind of saw stuff that we think the other companies should have done that we wanted to do. And we were always just so good at metalworks that we just decided to kind of do our own thing and take that hunting passion, um, to our own business on the, on the bow side too. So, um, that's where we started quest and we started prime. So two bow companies, and that's kind of where our strength lies still is we're still grace engineering. We still make all of these super tight tolerance products, um, but we're primarily a hunting company now. And we bring all of that knowledge and all of that machine work into our products, which is why um, we feel our bows stand alone when it comes to precise engineering and, and accuracy. Um, when you get inconsistent products and you get things that just aren't working together, um, it might be a small difference, but um, your arrow's just not going to be as consistent coming out of a bow that's not machined the way it should be. So that's kind of where we high hold our chin high and and know that we we stand alone um, as far as a perfectly machined bow. Yeah, that totally makes sense. Um, so how how long has Prime been manufacturing bows? So this will be our twelfth year. So. Um, we've had, we launched one bow line a year. Um, and at the very beginning we did, I think we had two years where we launched two bows a year. Um, so we're at 14 bows that we've made so far. That's really cool. And they have come a long way. Um, I, I started bow hunting seven years ago and mm -hmm. my roommate at the time in college shot a prime bow. And I don't remember which one it was, but it had dual cams. And, um, it was a really, really, really fast bow at the time, like super fast bow. The dual cams are super aggressive. And I remember shooting it. Now I, my family has always been Matthews, you know, it's always been like everyone's shot a Matthews and I shot this prime and I was like, wow, that 
like that thing's hitting like hard, you know, like that's a hard hitting yeah. bow. And I, I remember um, when I went and f- shot all the first bows from where prime was then with a bow, with a dual cam to what you guys have done with the inline and the black to the Nexus to now having the core cam system with the Revex, it's come a very long way. Oh yeah. So the, the, the new Revex line, let's kind of talk about this and what's new um, starting with that new core cam system. That's new for you guys this year, correct? Yep. Yep. That's a new cam system. So um, kind of what you were talking about with the parallel cam system, the whole idea behind the parallel cam was to centralize that balance point in the axle. Um, so a lot of time you have cam lean in a bow and the only way to alleviate that as far as we knew back then was to have two strings so that that cable puts the load right in the dead center. Um, so last year we came out with our inline cam system, which actually is the first single cam system that uh, was still center, center balanced. Um, so the cables actually moved inside of the limb as you drew back so that that main holding weight was right there in the center. Um, so we kept that same technology going with, with our current cam system on the Revex and so what we did is we actually made it instead of a rotating mod system, we made it a draw length specific mod. Um, and we just found that through a lot of testing with our bows and a lot of, or actually all of the bows on the market that have um, a rotating mod system, you get a very efficient draw cycle at your 29 inch draw length. Um, but the main, re- you really suffer when you get to a high draw length, like a 20 or a 31 or a 27. So the top and bottom of the spectrum, you're getting a really inefficient draw cycle, which makes speed suffer a little bit. Um, And there's all these, I mean, you can't have a consistent draw curve without doing something like we did. Um, And it's a little bit, actually, it's a lot of bit more of a pain on our side because we have to machine all these different mods. Um, And it's a pain on the dealer's end because they need to carry a lot of mods. But um, at the end of the day, our our main thing is to give the user the most accurate and consistent bow we can, and we can't do that um, with a with a rotating mod system. And and there isn't a bow on the market that that can do it yet. So um, that's kind of the where we're at right now. And it's you're getting if you're a 27, your short inch or short draw length or a super long draw length, you're you're getting the same draw curve. You're getting as efficient as a system as you can get with this cam system. That is a, um, in my opinion, my limited opinion, a smart move. Um, efficiency is everything. And when you're talking about archery and precision, like you have small room for error. And if you have one thing, if you change one thing, you change everything. And um, I think that was a great move. The um, what else has changed on that bow or what's new, I guess. Yeah, so we have um, we have a series of accessories that we came out this year. So we have um, an integrated rest and an integrated quiver. Um, so we did something a little bit different with our accessories. Is instead of kind of reinventing the wheel and and coming out with a quiver that we need to go around all these patents that quivers have and and figure out ways to make it work on our own. And I mean, we just reached out to the companies that we think do the best job. Um, and then tried to integrate their product into ours. So kind of work together on something. So um, that's where we came out with our quiver system, which is the tight spot shift flat quiver. Um, we actually made a bracket that integrates to the back of the riser. So it gets rid of 
it get, it's not on the um, the site housing anymore. Um, you, it's actually a little bit further above and it allows for a little bit more adjustability. You have ladder, you can move it all 360 degrees um, to get the tightest fit possible for your setup. Um, and it, their system is so good. It's used by so many people that, um, and it's so protected by patents and stuff like that. So it's like, if we're going to try to come out with something instead of trying to go around this and make something that's just not as good, we're going to, we're going to work with them. So, um, so the quiver is awesome. It's my favorite part about the new bow. I know it's a very simple thing, but it, I mean, it fits way tighter. It looks really good and it just made, it makes sense. Um, yeah, I saw that announcement and then I, I watched a couple of videos on it and super smart way to do that. The hats off to the engineers over there. The, um, I mean, that's obviously been a push the, yeah. with all bow manufacturers is getting the footprint of the bow as small as possible, as streamlined as possible, as balanced as possible. And the positioning of that quiver was, was really smart. Um, is there, uh, so the RevX line is the two, four and six, correct? Yep. So you yep. have the 32 inch axle axle, the 34 inch axle axle and the 36 inch axle axle. Why don't yep. you, if you can run through the specs of each of those, uh, yeah, yeah, I have them pulled up here just so I don't, I make sure I don't say anything wrong. <laughs> um, but so our 32 or our Revix 2 is a 32 inch axle to axle, um, 338 speed, six and a quarter uh, brace height, uh, 26 to 30 draw length, four and a half pound mass weight. And then we have limb options from um, 40 all the way up to 80. Um, so that's our Revix 2 with our four, which is our flagship bow of the year. Uh, is a 34 inch axle to axle, 340 feet per second, six and a quarter brace height, 26 and a half to 30 and a half draw length, 4.6 pounds, and the same limb options. And then our Revic 6 is a 36 inch axle to axle. It is 330 and uh, six and three quarters brace height, so a little bit longer than our other models. Um, and that extends our draw length to 20, 27 and a half to 31 and a half and a weight of 4.7 pounds. So um, you have quite a wide range of options there. Um, the 36, the Revic 6 is a little bit more of a hybrid bow. So you get a lot of hunters in it that have um, really long draw lengths, but it, it also is a 3D target bow for a lot of people. So it's just something that they can use during hunting season. And then in the summer they can take out to their 3D courses and, and still shoot and compete with that model. But the other two are primarily primarily hunting bows. So you get a little bit more speed out of them, um, a shorter brace height, but you still have, I mean, you still have our center grip. So you have a little bit more forgiveness in those models. Yeah. Let's talk about that center grip for, um, a little bit here that the yep. technology behind that is really smart. It's something that like, I don't know when it, when it came out, I was like, why doesn't everyone do that? It just doesn't, it seems like an oversight. Let's talk yeah. about that for a little bit. Yeah, so I guess to start off, the reason why nobody else does it is we're not the first company to do it, um, but we're the first company to do it successfully. Um, so I think Hoyt did it quite a while ago, and every single recurve bow is a center grip bow. Um, so from the from the dawn of time, there's been center grip bows, um, but the machining is very hard to do um, because you have a bigger cam up top because you need more string because it's shorter and then a smaller cam at the bottom. So you have two separate cams you're making. Um, and it, it's pretty hard to make a consistent draw cycle with two different size cams. Um, 
so it took us actually quite a few years to be able to do that. Um, and we're, like I said, we're the only company that can do it successfully, but it's, I mean, it's the biggest piece of technology. It's, it's what makes a prime prime. Now we used to have that, that parallel cam system, and that's still very important to us, but the center grip by far is the biggest piece of technology on our bow. It's the biggest improvement. Um, statistically, everybody that uses a center grip improves their, uh, their pin float, um, and it, our target guys, I mean, it might be a very little bit that they improve, but they still do improve from a, from a standard below the, below the riser grip. Um, but for somebody like me and somebody who's not a professional archer, like my improvement from your standard grip to a center grip was huge. Um, and across the, across our entire office, I mean, it was an average of like a 30% increase in, in holding your pin on the target, um, wow. which is huge. So that's been, it's been our biggest piece of technology and it's, it's, I mean, it's insane how good it works. What does it actually do to how the bow holds? Yeah. So pretty much what it does is your grip is moved up, um, just a little bit. So you're, you're holding actually in the dead center of a bow. So when you think of, when you think of a, a hammer is our best example, um, when you hold a hammer in the mallets above your hand, it's pretty hard to to balance it. I mean, you still have a little bit of, but it's just really hard to keep it steady. The second you move the weight below your hand, it gets a lot more stable and you can really hold it well. Um, so that's kind of the biggest thing is, is the more mass weight you can put below your hand, which is what people try to do with, with stabilizers. And, and a lot of people have sidebars and all that kind of stuff is you're just adding weight below your hand, which keeps it stable. So what we did is by bringing that grip up, it added weight towards the bottom, but to utilize that weight, instead of having a stabilizer or anything like that, the weight is built into the bow, which gave us the flexibility to extend our riser, which just makes it a more stable platform. So you have a 36 or a, a 34 inch axle axle that feels like a 30 inch axle axle because you don't have as much riser above your hand. You added all the weight in the right places. You're starting off at a stable platform um, instead of just kind of countering what is on the riser currently. So um, a lot of our competitors, you have a lot of metal up top and you need to add stabilizers. You need to add all this stuff and you're not even, you need to add stuff just to get it balanced. Then you want to put the weight where you want to put it um, to make it how you want it to feel. And for us, you're already starting out with that balanced platform. So not saying none of us use stabilizers or anything like that, because we do a lot of the time, but you only need to offset your site housing or your rest or a quiver. That's the stuff you need to balance on, but you're starting from a balanced platform. Um, yeah, you have to add less weight too. Yeah. Yeah. And it, yeah, at the end of the day, it, the bow comes out weighing a lot less than, than it would if you, if you had the same balance system in, in a Hoyt or a Matthews. Sure. Yeah. That, I mean, that's kind of prime's thing, right? Stability and accuracy. That's, that's like the two, um, that's the shooting experience that you get when you shoot a prime. Um, the, the, along with the center grip riser, you guys have some technology around the physical grip that I think is super underrated. The Mm -hmm. nano, the nano grip. Um, I did some, I did some research before this podcast, because like I said, I've never physically shot a prime. So, um, I wanted to get myself educated a little bit. That shit blew my mind, man. The, the nano grip, the aerogel technology is super sweet. Uh, talk about that for a second. 
Yeah, no. So the the aerogel is it's um it's a barrier pretty much between your aluminum riser and your grip. So underneath our our black grip, we have a piece of what looks like foam. Um, and it it so you have your aluminum riser, especially in the winter, it gets super, super cold. And that's a lot of the time we haven't had a grip or a, an overmold or anything like that. So you have your hand is sitting on bare metal. And with this insulator, it's actually was developed by NASA. Um, and it's using all their spate suits to keep the freezing cold outside temperatures and, and keep your body warm. Um, so it's an insulator that protects your hand from your cold riser. Um, it works extremely well that we have some videos on our on our website that are actually um, some people that have tested it out with just extreme temperatures to just show you like a uh, one of those Elon Musk flamethrowers. Um, one guy is on one side of a sheet of it with a flamethrower and the other guy is putting his face against it and it's like a super thin piece of piece of material but it's just such a good insulator that the, the extreme temperatures just don't affect it so you have the equivalent of holding a carbon riser with the benefits of having your aluminum riser. Right. Um, and um, what comes with that is price point, right? Like yes. the uh, one of the biggest points with a carbon bow is that it doesn't conduct heat or yep. like it's, it's feels better to the touch when it's cold. And now the, there used to be kind of an argument for the weight but as you see now, carbon bows weigh the same as aluminum bows. All you're paying for now is the touch factor. And yep. it's like a $700 difference between a carbon bow and an aluminum bow. And you could just buy a prime yeah. with a nano grip and you have that same phenomenon happening through that nano grip technology, which, dude, I watched that video and I, I, it's a, I don't know, 13 minute video or something on that technology. And yeah. I watched the entire thing. I watched the whole thing and that never happens, but yeah. that, that just absolutely blew me away. I mean, he dipped that um, fiber or whatever he had in liquid nitrogen, pulled it out and put it in his hand. Mm -hmm. and it didn't hit his hand didn't like fall off. Yeah. <laughs> was, yeah. No, it's, it's crazy. And we did a lot of testing with it beforehand where we just like wrapped steel um, and we did hockey tape. We did every kind of thing, anything you would wrap a bow in. Um, and we put it in our deep freezer for a few days. And I mean, you can pull it straight out of the freezer with that nano grip and it's, it's almost warm immediately. I mean, it's, it's room temperature. It's not hard to hold and any other material that we used to hold onto it. You, I mean, we had a timer to see how long you could hold on to it for. Um, and that's kind of what we were measuring and, and you could hold on to it literally forever. Um, and it's, it's, it's an incredible piece of material. It really is. Yeah, I don't think you guys get enough credit for that, honestly. I don't hear it talked about enough. I did a YouTube search on Prime Nano Grip and nothing comes up. And I was like, this is not right. That's that's a super underrated feature. Yeah, it's just, it's one of those things that it's like, it's really hard to push um, because it's it seems gimmicky to the general public when you see it and it's just like, oh, we added foam that it's an incident. I mean, you can take our word for it or whatever, but it's just, it is hard to, to prove to somebody because you can't have them look at it in the pro shop. Um, the only way for them to test it out is to actually buy a bow and take it out in the woods. And then you go, oh man, this like makes a huge difference. Sure. Um, but it's just one of those things that, I mean, people have to believe what you're saying. And nowadays that's really hard to do. Um, but it's, it's legit. I mean, it's, it works really well. 
Yeah, I guess that's true. When you go to the dealer and shoot it, like you're not in an extreme temperature situation, every bow is going to feel the same. Um, but for me, that would be a deciding, honestly, it'd be like if I'm between uh, a, a bow that has the nano grip, a prime and another bow that I have the same shooting experience with, it would be a selling factor for me. Yeah. It's pretty interesting. Yeah, no. And it's one of those things where it's just, I mean, if we were to make that overmold grip look like carbon fiber, I'm sure people would be like, oh yeah, it's, it's warm, <laughs> but <laughs> it's just one of those things that you just got to take our word for it and trust that we've, we've done a lot of research behind it and we've done a lot of testing to make sure that it, it, it does work. Yeah. So um, let's talk about the overall shooting experience with the RevX line. If mm -hmm. you are already a prime user or you're coming from another manufacturer, what are you going to get out of this bow? Um, so I'll start with just, uh, from going to a prime guy to, to our new series. Um, we changed up our draw cycle a little bit this year. Um, so you're going to have, obviously, like we talked about before, you're going to have, if you're lower, higher draw length, you're going to have a more efficient system. So you're going to see better speeds out of it. And it's just going to be a more comfortable draw. Um, but we also did change the draw cycle just a little bit. So you're going to notice, um, primes are really known for having a hard back wall. And we actually just made it a little bit smoother this year. Um, personally, I like a, a hardback wall and a lot of people do, but we also have those guys. I mean, you want it to be as efficient as it can. So we, we thought we'd change it up a little bit this year. And, um, that's, that's definitely a big change for us. Um, but for somebody that shoots a different bow and is coming to prime immediately, you're, you're going to notice the stability of it. So, especially when you're drawing a bare bow, um, when you're at a dealer and you're drawing it you're going to notice that it's not as top heavy. You're going to be able to keep everything on center. The bow's not going to want to move from you. Um, and that's kind of the main thing you're going to notice right off the bat. But um, the second you take it out to the range and you put a sight on it and you start getting, start getting it tuned and, and dialed in, that's when you're going to notice that your groups are going to tighten, um, whether that be just a little bit or, or quite a bit. But if you're shooting, our Western guys are shooting 60, 70 yards pretty regularly their groups tighten dramatically um and 20 yards is i mean it's you're still going to have an improvement it's just going to be you're only shooting 20 yards so your improvement is going to be a little bit smaller but um there will be improvement on your on your pin float and um your accuracy yeah i think that's uh i think that's a big deal honestly i think the um target acquisition is something that i focused on with my bow build last year with uh used a titanium bolt kit to change out a lot of my bolts which made my bow a little bit lighter uh the balance was obviously a big thing so the target acquisition if you can make that quicker and especially yeah. in the november 7th and mm. you got a buck coming and you have to make a, a split decision if your pins floating around doing stuff that it's not supposed to be doing you're not going to execute the shot uh properly or you're not going to execute it at all so i think that's a that's a pretty big deal yeah no at the end of the day that's that's all that really matters is where you're hitting that deer and making sure that arrow hits behind your pin um and that's one thing that our engineers i mean i love them for it i also i'm a marketing design guy so i i'd like to have um some good stuff to be able to market and bring but we really concentrate on that, on the accuracy, the precision stuff, um, more than anything, regardless of what, I mean, what the public thinks is we're going to make every change that we make is going to be to improve that. Um, so we're not going to attack speed hard. We're not going to go for the silence. Um, 
so it's just kind of one of those things that we've picked out our niche that, that we're really, really good at. And we're just going to sit here and make improvements to that. And we feel that at the end of the day, it doesn't matter how quiet your boat is. It doesn't matter how fast your boat is. If your arrow doesn't hit where it's supposed to, um, the animal's not going to, not going to be ethically killed. So, um, we're just trying to do our best to help, help people do that. Mic drop, man. We can end the podcast right now. <laughs> Sold. Sold. <laughs> no, that's really cool. I need to remember that. I need to type that out now. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll play this back. Yeah. That's cool, man. I, I, uh, I, I haven't got my hands on a RevX yet. We do have a dealer uh, locally that I'm going to go shoot one because it's, it's, it's the first prime bow that has sparked me to be flat out honest. Um, this year I am going into the bow shooting with a, a new eye. I have a, I've shot the same, I've, like I said, I've shot Matthews since I started bow hunting for seven years. I've never switched. I've always been closed minded, never wanted to change anything up. And this year I'm going to go and I want to experience something different. So I'm really excited to shoot, um, the RevX series this year. Which one are you shooting? Uh, I'm shooting the RevX four. So you want uh, the 34 inch axle to axle. Yeah. And I do my reason behind that, actually everybody that I can think of at our office is shooting a four this year. Um, it's one of those things that like we were talking about the center grip earlier and it just, the RevX four is a 34 inch axle to axle that does not feel like a 34 inch axle to axle. It feels a lot smaller. Um, it's a lot more forgiving and it's just a more accurate platform just because it's a little bit longer, but you're not sacrificing um, the overall length of your bow. It's not going to feel big. So for a whitetail hunter, I mean, I do 95% whitetail hunting and, and I have no problem with a 34 inch axle, axle in the tree and neither does anybody else in our office. So um, that was kind of our, our main, our main reason for that. It, it, it feels small. Yeah. That's um, that's kind of, I've everyone that I've watched a review on or something, everyone's shooting the 34. And yep. for me personally, I'm a, I like a small axle to axle bow. So mm -hmm. hearing that the 32 would feel smaller is like hearts in my eyes because the, the 32 is the one that piques my interest. And if I can hold that and it feel like a 30, but shoot like a 32 or perform like a 32 or a 33, that's yep. where the, I mean, the longer the axle to axle, the more stable the bow is going to feel, the more forgiving it's going to feel, the more accurate it's going to be. That's just the way it is. Right. Yep. So um, if you can make a shorter bow feel like a longer bow, you're winning. Mm. Yeah. No, and it's it's not only that it feels, I mean, if you hold our Revix 4 up to like Matthews, what did they just come out with a 31, I think? The um, 20, yeah, 29 and 31. Yeah, so if you hold it right next to their 31, ours is going to be the same, if not a little bit smaller than theirs, just because the cams are so big, um, and it actually is a smaller bow. Um, we just have our length in the riser instead of our cam system. Yeah, I think that's a great way to do it. Hats off to you guys. So let's talk, uh, let's talk a little bit about Casey instead of, of prime here, yeah. the, the personal bow configuration for you. I want everything from, if you have stabilizers, what site you're using arrows, broadheads, the whole nine yards. Um, yeah. So I shoot the Revix four. Um, I shoot it. I have a morel riser with morel limbs. Um, I have our tight spot quiver and our hamski rest. 
And then I have, a, I just started running a dialed site and I have, let's see what else we have, a stabilizer. Right now I have, I don't know what they're called, they're HHA, um, whatever stabilizers they make is what I've been running for a little bit. Um, and I pretty much just keep it, keep it to that. My system's pretty simple. If I don't, I don't care too much about the weight of my arrow setup and, and speed coming out. I mean, I'm more so would rather have a lighter setup. So instead of the heavy FOC stuff, I'm keeping it light um, because we do shoot total archery challenges in the summer. And I want to be able to shoot out to 90, hundred yards just for fun and not have this, this honking arrow. Um, but for the most part, I'm taking a 20, 30 yard shot. So it doesn't make too much of a difference to me, but I do like to have that light set up for those long shots. What about, uh, what about your hunting season this year, man? You said that you, you got to get out a little bit there in Iowa. You just moved from Michigan to Iowa, which is like freaking phenomenal. Good for you. Yep. Uh, how, how'd they go, how'd it go for you so far this year? Um, I mean, it went well. I got a, um, I got a deer early season in Nebraska. Um, me and kind of a bunch of coworkers and some buddies, we make sure the first week of September, we always line up with each other and we start our, start our season off all hunting together. Um, and then kind of break off throughout the year and do our own thing. But, um, I was pretty fortunate to get a shot at a buck on the last day in Nebraska. Um, so that was a good way to kick it off. And then, I mean, yeah, Iowa, I was different, man. I mean, I, I was born and raised in Michigan, so I'm used to deer not acting the way they're necessarily supposed to just very highly pressured deer. Um, and then coming to Iowa where deer react to rattling and, and, or riding the contours like they're supposed to, it's, um, it's really nice to actually know what I'm doing out here. <laughs> and like you question yourself when you're in Michigan, you're just like, I don't, these deer aren't doing what they're supposed to be doing. And to come out here and deer act the way the deer is supposed to act and they're as big as they are is, is pretty awesome. So, um, I didn't get to hunt this year as much as I'd like. I just kind of had some family stuff happen back in Michigan. So I was there for a pretty long term. Um, so I've only got to hunt three or four days, but those three or four days were incredible. I saw more buck action than I've seen ever in Michigan. So, um, I'm, I'm loving it. I can't wait for this, this gun season to end here in a few weeks or a week and a half, and then get back out there with a the bow and actually put some time towards it. Yeah. That's, that's super exciting, man. The, the Iowa dream. I mean, you have, you have a long way to go there out there. I'm, I'm sure you're going to, uh, you're going to start dropping some hammers here year after year. I'm, I'm excited to follow along with that. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's super cool. Um, I have some questions, some more creative questions for you yeah. as well. You've done some design work. You've done some for us. Um, what's, what's your favorite project you've, you've worked on so far? I mean, honestly, my favorite projects really are when it come it comes from Prime. I mean, I love making our logos and our limb designs and and all of that kind of stuff just to see the design actually integrated into the bow and come to life. And um, I mean, a lot of the times I'm doing like T-shirt designs and logo designs, and and those only go so far. But when it's actually put on like a like a really high quality badge and it like there's money put into behind your design. Um, it's really cool to see. And, and every year I just, it's what I look forward to the most. So by far, that's, that's gotta be my favorite thing. Yeah. That's, that's super cool. Um, I mean, every year you get to look at thousands of people across the country shooting a bow that has something that has your work on it and yep. you don't necessarily get to have the engineering behind it, but that's, mm -hmm. you get to, have your footprint on what people actually see on the bow and when someone sees the words prime 
on a bow. It's rec- like recognizable, the font choice. Like, you know that that is a prime design and you being the person behind that is really badass. Personally, my favorite design outside of the screen tree <laughs> is the, the hard horned uh, sketch that you have on your Instagram. That's freaking badass. That's funny because that, that did, design didn't go anywhere. I just drew that for fun. Really? <laughs> yeah, no, nobody used that or anything. I just drew it for fun. But yeah, I, I like that design too. That was a, um, I mean, just like the time where most of whitetail hunters get to start getting excited. The velvet's starting to come off. You can see that it's it's bloody. I was just looking at it the other day and I was like, man. And I tried to find like a t-shirt or something with it on it because I was going to buy it. <laughs> yep don't have anything available so son of a biscuit well exodus is gonna have to uh license that <laughs> <Go for it. laughs> well super cool man hey um let's let's wrap this up with some the some more prime things here if someone wants to go ahead and shoot a prime bow but they don't have a dealer available you guys have a pretty unique unique and cool process that they can follow let's talk about that um, yeah, so if you don't have a dealer around, you can um, go to a lot of the times you can go to your closest dealer, um, your closest archery dealer, not a prime dealer. Um, and we can usually kind of work with them to get some sort of uh, test bow sent out um, and, and help you help get one in your hands because we realize that we are still a relatively young company where 11, 12 years old, while Matthews Hoyt have been at it for 50 years. Um, so we don't have the dealer base that they have, and we're still kind of getting our feet on the ground and trying to get bows in people's hands. So um, we realize it is going to be an issue that not everybody is going to have. I mean, I'm here in Iowa, and we only have one dealer around here. Well, there's only one archery dealer around here, <laughs> just because we're kind of in the middle of nowhere. But I mean, it's just something we're going to run into, but we still want to get a bow in your hands and still get yeah, shooting something. So uh, yeah, we kind of have our test drive program. That's actually all the information's on our website. Um, but it's really just to kind of utilize a dealer, an archery dealer that isn't a prime dealer to still get a bow in your hand. If it's, if it's something you're really interested in. Yeah, that's great. And if you are lucky enough to have a dealer local, um, go check it out, go shoot the new prime RevX. Do you have any concluding remarks or any concluding sales pitches for anyone listening here and wanting to switch over? I mean, I mean, yeah, I guess we're not, we're not telling you or asking you to, to buy our bow. We really just want you to do yourself a favor and shoot every bow that, that everybody makes. Our bow isn't going to fit everybody. Not everybody's going to like our draw cycle. Um, but we just encourage you to shoot every bow and, and don't stick to a brand just because that's the brand you've shot forever. Shoot the bow that's going to shoot best for you. Um, and we feel pretty confident that, that ours will, ours will stack up pretty nice against the competition. So yeah, just do yourself a favor, shoot them all. Well said. And for anyone that wants to, uh, check what you have going on or find you, uh, where can they find you at? Um, I mean, I'm on Instagram, casey.vandergraph. Um, and then all of our prime stuff, we have, uh, g5prime.com is our website. We have prime archeries on Instagram. We're on Facebook, we're on YouTube, um, and we're starting to come out with a lot of videos to kind of do a deeper dive into our pieces of technology on our bows. So we go more into the center grip and our swerve riser, our cam system, all that stuff. So um, kind of keep an eye out for those. If you're looking for more information on those technologies, we'll have them soon. 
Cool. Well, thanks, man. If you guys want to uh, get yourself some Casey Vandergraaf design t-shirts, head over to the Exodus website and grab the scrape tea, uh, the scrape tea. Super awesome design. Got it on right now. There you so, go. Thanks for sitting down with me today, man. I hope you get out and hunt some more out there in Iowa. Enjoy <laughs> it. And uh, we'll talk to you soon, brother. Thank you. Okay. Thanks for having me, man.